Welcome to The Jealous Vegan, a podcast about healthy eating, habit change, and the hurdles we all need help overcoming. I'm Jennifer Hundley, and today I'm joined by Lisa Carter from Kinetic Fitness. Have you ever said, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to stop doing that? And immediately you feel like, there's just no way I'm going to be able to sustain this. Well, that's what we're talking about today. Why it's so much harder to complete something once you've declared you're going to do it. Or in some cases, stop doing it. So Lisa, for those who have been longtime listeners and followers of ours on thejealousvegan.com, they are probably well aware of your 14-day free trial. But for those who might be new or maybe missed that article, can you explain what that means and why you wrote that article? Yeah, so I remember us all watching the What the Health, and we kind of talked about it as a group. And the thing that stuck out to me in that documentary was that everybody said after 14 days of being plant-based that they saw these dramatic results. Like people were off of all of these sorts of medicines and it was 14 days seemed to be the kind of magic number, if you will, to curing everything that ills ills them, ills them um, in terms of plant-based. And so I said, okay, well, I'm gonna try plant-based for 14 days and we're gonna see because I don't believe that you could just cut and just go plant-based for 14 days and like, we were talking about people who really had things like diabetes and um, serious illnesses that they said were cured in 14 days of being plant-based. And so pretty skeptical. Uh, and so I set off on my 14-day journey. I think I got to day three <laughs> before I was like, yeah, nope, can't do it. Um, and I did find that what was hardest was the fact that I said I wouldn't. You know, I said, I'm not going to eat all of these things for 14 days. And it seems like as soon as I said that, it's all I wanted. Yep. Yeah. Even stuff that I usually don't eat. Yeah, it's crazy how that happens. Yeah. I, uh, I've had a similar experience. So um, April decided that she was going to give up alcohol for 21 days. And I was like, oh, that sounds great. I'm going to do that too. And so I signed up for, for that with her. And I think I got through seven days. And then something really bad happened one Monday. And I was like, I really want to drink. Maybe I should have some wine tonight. And I did. And I was like, dang it. (laughs) How did I not make it? The full 21 days. Not only that, later that week I was in Austin at an event for work where they, like, you know, feed you all kinds of crazy food and everybody drinks all day and all night. Um, And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to try this another time. Yeah. Well, I personally don't think alcohol is something that you should ever give up for 14 (laughs) days. Uh, that's not true, though. I have gone, you know, long periods of time without drinking. Me most, too. Yeah, I know. And I've done it, it seems like, unintentionally. Sometimes I will actually buy wine. I find this to be true in my case often, that I will buy a really nice bottle of wine, and then when it's time to drink it, I'll say, 
oh, it's too nice. I want to hold on to it. Yeah, let's save and it. And so I don't drink it for like two weeks. And then I'm like, oh, it's still too nice. Still don't want to open it. And before you know it, I haven't drank in, you know, a month or right. six weeks. And then I'm like, well, I'm still not going to open that bottle of wine. I'll just try something different. But then I'm too, ac- I'm actually too lazy to go to the store. So I end up just drinking water. It's, right. it's a weird thing in the brain. No, and that's great. But um, I feel the same way. Like, I used to belong to a wine club. And I would get a delivery. And before the, I mean, and when the next delivery came, I still hadn't actually opened any of the bottles from the first delivery. And so there have been plenty of times where I didn't consume alcohol. And in fact, I didn't start drinking until I, until after I turned 21. Mm-hmm. So um, I know that I could do it, but for whatever reason, after just a week, I was like, I think I want to drink. And I gave into it. Not like I just thought about it, but I actually gave into it. So yeah. I started feeling some kind of way about myself. Yeah. I know for myself... When I said I was going to go plant-based, the biggest thing for me was the meat because I am already dairy-free because I have a pretty severe dairy allergy. Um, So the meat was kind of the biggest thing. And what's funny is I thought about meat like every minute of every day that I said I was not going to have meat, which I, I don't even eat that much meat on a regular basis. But for some reason, as soon as I said, I'm not going to have it, it's all I thought about from that moment on. Do you think it <laughs> it is crazy how, I, I think, um, you know, deprivation, that mindset of you're depriving yourself of something does make it that much more resonant in your mind. Yes. Um, and I'm sure that that's a struggle that people have yeah. for a lot of different things, not just food or or alcohol. Um, it's interesting to me. I found out that I had a, I was actually misdiagnosed with a sugar allergy, Mm -hmm. um, maybe five years ago. And immediately I could turn off Mm -hmm. my desire for anything that had sugar in it. So I stopped eating most sauces at restaurants because they typically have some sort of sweetener. Um, I stopped eating bread because most breads have some sort of sweetener. Um, the only sugar I was consuming was were natural sugars that occurred in things like fruit yeah. uh, for the most part. And um, I found out later that I actually don't have any intolerance to sugar. Um, like, but I was so, yeah, I was so accustomed to not eating it. And I was like, I don't really need it. So I still really don't, I mean, I don't, I don't eat dessert. I don't have sweet things in my house. I'm just not, like, I don't feel like I, I just don't need it, you know? Um, but yeah, but for whatever reason, other things, when you say you can't have it, it becomes the thing that you're like, oh. I think for me, that thing is eggs. And it's so surprising because I found out I had an egg allergy uh, in the spring of 2017. And I was already had already decided to be plant-based, pretty much completely vegan. Um, although I don't really eat honey, I don't feel like I should avoid things with honey because I'm, you know, I'm just not, um, I don't see the world that way. But yeah. I got to a point where it was not that big a deal. But in the last six months, maybe, here in the summer of 2018, I think about eggs like <laughs> every other week. Like I want to go to brunch or I just want something comforting. And for me, breakfast means eggs. Mm. Um, and so I really struggle not to um, 
go back to eating them. I have, I actually did go to brunch maybe in May of this year, May or June. Um, and I was like, I'm just gonna have an egg, I don't care. <laughs> and you know what? I, I got so tired um, and I came home and lay down and I just like, and the next day I didn't feel well and I said, it's just not worth it. Yeah, it's not so, worth it. I don't know. Anyway, um, so what have you, I know that you have completed a sustainable period of not eating meat. So what was different that time? And tell us more about that. Yeah, so I read a book once. It's actually- You probably read lots of books. I've I've read one book ever in my life. Congratulations. No, No, but uh, I read a book a while ago, actually, but I thought about it after I did the 14-day or attempted to do. Let's let's just, I did not complete it. I attempted to do the 14 days. And one thing from that book that stuck out to me was the way that you talk to yourself the words that you use, they really do have power. And so um, what I started to do, what the book recommended, and at the time I was like, rubbish. I don't know what these people are talking about. It's like crazy talk. Um, But I remember them saying, you know, use positive words, don't use negative words. So instead of saying, I won't have or I can't have, start telling yourself, I'm only going to have or I'm going to focus on having or these are the things that I am going to have instead of these are the things that I'm not. Um, And so that's actually what I started to do. I started to say, okay, I'm going to eat more fruits and vegetables. I'm going to eat... I'm going to eat more like... I can't think now of the things that I... From Instagram, you had, you know, cataloged and documented your experience. Yeah, and so you made a conscious effort to have non-dairy half and half for yes. your coffee in the morning. Yeah. And I know you are always doing plant-based protein shakes and plant-based milks. Um, yeah. Or I guess we can't call it milk, but, yeah. you know, plant-based da- beverages. <laughs> I don't even know yeah, what to say. I but, guess, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think you were making a conscious choice mm-hmm. and being very intentional about what you purchased and were preparing to consume. Um, but what I really liked about your stories on Instagram was that even when you didn't get to the grocery store or you didn't get any meal prep done, you didn't let that um, throw you off of your course. Mm-hmm. You were able to sustain your efforts to, to keep making the, the three-day um, plant-based challenge work for you. Yeah. And, you know, I think that that's another thing that helped me a lot was to have some things ready that I knew I could go to, um, making sure I had almond milk or flax milk, making sure that I had oatmeal, something that I could cook quickly in the morning. Um, And then having even like little restaurants I knew I could go to that would be plant-based or that it would be easy for me to get something that was plant-based like kava and beefsteak and places like that, mm-hmm. you know, in the DC area. I had those places in mind. And when I felt like I didn't know what to get, I absolutely defaulted to those places. I knew exactly what I could get and I knew what to expect. Cause sometimes I think that's the hard part too, is you say to yourself, I'm not going to have meat. I'm not going to have this. I'm not going to have that. And then you're left feeling like, well, what can I have? Right. And then, you you know, you're kind of lost. Yeah. But if you have in mind, these are the things that I can have, and there's no reason for me to 
go outside of what I can't have because either the, these are the things that are available, um, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. I'm sure you knew what places you could go to for food options that were plant-based because of your Jealous Vegan Restaurant Guide. Of course, of course. <laughs> this section brought to you by... <laughs> no, um, but it is, it is helpful to know what those places are and to have in mind what those foods might be that you can grab on the go because otherwise you are kind of looking at a landscape that is not designed for you mm -hmm. and then trying to, you know, navigate the landmines of <laughs> meat and dairy um, and in my case, gluten that are ever present right. in the American diet. So, you know, that's another reason why I always say that you have to have a lot of diversity in your diet. Don't be afraid to try new things that are plant-based, different kinds of vegetables, different kinds of grains, because then that gives you a point of reference. You know, if you've never had quinoa before, you've never had lentils before, you've never had some weird kind of cauliflower or weird kind of broccoli, you're not gonna be inclined to pick it up. Right. Um, but if you go someplace and you don't, you see something that you recognize, then it's easier for you to make those decisions on the fly. So if you're making it a practice of like eating a, a diverse plant-based diet, then it makes it that much easier. Yeah. I, in the long run. Sorry, I'm, I'm a little bit of a nerd and I've read a lot about decision fatigue. Um, and then it's a real phenomenon that the more choices you have to make every day, the harder it is to make a good choice. Mm -hmm. And so our brains will generally default to one of two things. We will not make any decision. We'll just say, <laughs> I give up, Never mind. Yep. Um, or we will make a, a choice that is completely reckless and does not give any consideration to the consequences. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, President Obama or former President Obama was famous for only wearing two types, two colors in terms of his suits. Mm -hmm. And he said the reason was that he had much more important decisions to make mm -hmm. during the day and he didn't want to have to think about what he was going to wear. Mm -hmm. Other, you know, billionaires and millionaires and, and people of um, considerable, quote unquote, success have done the same thing in adopting this kind of uniform because they don't want to spend any time thinking about what they're going to wear. And I feel like I do better when I don't think about what I have to eat. Yeah. Like if I have already decided in advance, like recently, like I'm going to have a salad every day and it's going to have these things on it, mm -hmm. you know, avocado, tomato, um, pumpkin seeds, hummus, you know, and, and that way, like I don't, and if I can make it at home even better, because I already know what I'm going to put on it, and I don't have to think about what I'm going to do. And I think that that absolutely will lead to greater success. Absolutely. I mean, the brain is designed in such a way that it's always looking for the easiest path, you know? Yeah. Um, and so every time you have to make a decision that's foreign, your brain is like, you know, the GPS is like rerouting, rerouting, rerouting. I don't know. And then finally, it's like, I don't know where we are. Just so pick just, something. Just pick something. So we are definitely creatures of habit. So unless you create better habits, healthier habits, then you're always going to go back to the bad habit. Yeah. Because that's what your body's looking for. That's what your brain is looking for. And I won't even necessarily... Uh, try to put the habit into a class, saying that it's a bad habit, but simply, if that's not what you want to do anymore, and right. you are trying to be consciously moving in a different direction, you have to retrain yourself. Yeah. And that means you have to give some thought to what you're going to do before you're in that situation. Because if you're hungry and it's three o'clock and you haven't had lunch for whatever reason, your default is going to take you back to something that you maybe have decided you would rather not consume. 
And yeah, there are emergencies, but short of the apocalypse, you should be able to find something better um, to eat, something maybe more aligned to your conscience or your body or your digestion, so. Agreed. And you know, the other thing is, unless you create those habits, I feel like the, the time when I tried to go plant-based for the 14 days, every day I, you know, peruse through Whole Foods. I work not far from one. That time period, the hot bar had ribs, mm. fried chicken, brisket, mashed potatoes. <laughs> brisket. Any other day, they have cauliflower, they have broccoli, they have a whole salad bar. Salad bar had salmon and grilled chicken oh. and boiled eggs. I was like, everything I cannot have Man. is on the salad bar, which it's no coincidence. Yeah. It's no coincidence. So, yes, unless you give yourself other options, the easiest option probably the opposite option of what you want is going to be what's most available to you, always. Yeah. Uh, I consulted this um, dated reference um, in Psychology Today. It's from 2009, but I don't imagine that psychology has changed all that much, but it hit so clearly on this point that I wanted to go ahead and just read from it, and then we'll also mention it in the show notes for those who'd like to take a deeper look. But it had to do with research that had been published in Psychological Science that argued that the important goals like pursuing a career path involve a commitment to an identity goal, right? So once you have this identity like, I'm vegan, or I'm a non-drinker, or whatever it is that your identity is, um, be it a hobby or a family relationship or being part of a, an organization, that once you have declared that, what they found was that the act- you actually decrease the likelihood that you will complete that thing, mm. which I thought was strange. But it said that basically your brain will determine that you've already done You've, you've done enough of whatever it is that you said you wanted to do and that you don't need to go back to it. And so some other studies that looked way back to the 1930s actually indicated that no matter how they tried to splice it, anytime that someone declared something and then wrote down goals associated with it, when they checked back with them at different intervals, they were less likely to have completed it or started moving in that direction. Which is interesting. Yeah, not at all what I was expecting to find in in any kind of research. And so basically it says, wanting to have an identity is an important motivator in carrying out the activities one needs to perform to succeed. So once you declare it or announce it to the world, you are less likely to be motivated to do it. It doesn't mean that you can't, uh, but for whatever reason in our brain, we've already reached the identity that we're going for. And so Mm. we don't have to really do it. Um, I tried, actually tried this out last week. Um, I didn't say anything to anyone. I just decided, oh, I'm not going to drink this week. And it was pretty sad, maybe. (laughs) I went to dinner with some friends, like three quarters of the way through the week. And they were like, oh, you're you're not drinking? Like, well, why not? What's wrong? Like, you know, like maybe like I'm sick or I'm sad or something. And I was like, well, first of all, clearly I need to change my reputation. (laughs) (laughs) But also I was like, it's not even that, like it wasn't even that hard. Yeah. You know? Um, And I probably would have gone longer except another social situation where everybody was like, hey, come on, let's do shots. And so we ended up doing a shot. But anyway, my, my point being that 
Um, I know that I can. In fact, I'm going to um, complete my 21 days. I'm just not going to declare it yeah. this time. I think in terms of declaring things, too, we sometimes can be really self-defeating mm-hmm. because you declare it to other people and then you start to kind of doubt yourself, right? And you start to sometimes back out of it. You're like, oh, man, I told people. And then you start to feel like, oh, what happens if I don't accomplish it? And then you you back yourself into this place. Well, I can't accomplish. Oh, I shouldn't have told people because, I, oh, it's going to be so hard. And now, yeah, and then you're like, oh, well, I'm already going to do it anyway, so I might as well, you know. Mm-hmm. it's self. We can be self-defeating in that way. So once again, it goes back to we have to be really, at least in my case, I have to be really conscious of the words that I use with myself yep. and making sure that it's positive and making sure that it is um, in the direction that I want to go and not not looking necessarily in the direction that I don't want to go, right. but looking in the direction that I do want to go. Yeah, I agree with you. In terms of food, I, I've said this to, to friends before, that um, focusing on what you can have as opposed to what you can't have does make a huge difference in how you feel about what you're doing. Because to feel deprived is kind of a terrible feeling. And it is demotivating. So I like like that advice. Yeah. Okay, so are you going to try to be 14 days plant-based again or what uh, are you thinking? You know, I don't know. I don't know. Um I've cut back on my meat consumption a lot. And right now, I know you know at the Jealous Vegan we always talk about listen to your body. Mm-hmm. And so uh right now I'm listening to my body. My body's chilling. So <laughs> So we'll see what happens. I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to do the 14 days or even longer. Right. But I won't say that I am. Okay. Um, but we'll see how it goes. And So I think your advice still holds true. Right? Be kind to yourself. Yep. Think about the words that you use. Speak kindly. Um, and if you can plan ahead so that you're not in the moment reaching for the first available thing, I'm sure that you will have more success in whatever eating plan you de- decided you want to develop for yourself. Absolutely. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, don't let perfection be the enemy of progress. 